Sales is something that you need, but your profitability is the priority, okay? It's about being profitable. It's not about how much sales you have. Until right now, this very moment, contractors have always been on their own, not as tradespeople, but being alone and knowing how to take their business to the next level. They call us working class, they call us blue collar. They say that we don't have the smarts to become the business owner that we're meant to be. That is such bullshit. You have the ability. You're more than any of that. The question really is where do you get the insights that you need specific to contracting to systemize your business so you can get your profits to pay for your freedom. I'm Andrew Houston. I'm gonna show you how to make more profits, how to get more control, how to get more freedom in the simplest, quickest way possible without any of that bullshit. Welcome to the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. Listen up, level up, and if you learn something, like the video, subscribe to the channel, change your business, change your life. All right, Rockstars, welcome to another No Bullshit Podcast. You guys, the contractors out there. Look, this is part two uh, of a two-part series. I'm back with Anna, our financial coach. And on the last episode, if you didn't listen to it, you know we covered off some crazy-ass insights for you guys on how to make sure you're pricing your jobs profitably. We covered off you know, how to determine your break-even margin, talked about like, how do you, you know, what do you got to put on your quotes to actually make money? And we use, let me just share with you guys really quickly. So we covered out the pricing for profits calculator guides. This is a free guide, free tool. It's a killer tool. I'm just Rolodexing through it right now. Uh, you know, we talked about, like I said, your break-even margin shows you how to calculate that. We went through an actual example of a profit and loss statement otherwise known as an income statement, but we call it profit and loss statement because we're profit for contractors. We're not income for contractors. And we broke down how to use the tool, how to apply it to your business. So you guys could actually take that, pause the, the podcast, go back to it, and actually determine super quickly, effectively, and efficiently how you can determine what you got to put in your quotes to break even and to be profitable. So if you want that tool, we'll put a link in here to the price for profits calculator. Uh, but we're going to talk, leverage what we talked about the, at the previous podcast. And let's, let's touch in on what we're going to be talking about today, Anna. So welcome. Enough me yapping. Yeah. Welcome. How's Anna doing? Thank you for having me. I'm doing great today. The sun's shining, so got to enjoy the weather. Um, so today we're going to talk about what happens if you don't price properly. What happens if you have a loss and what it's going to take to make up that loss. So we're going to do a little examining, give a little example just to show you the effects of not pricing profitably. I love it. Now, I say this quite often at the beginning of these No Bullshit podcasts because I'm so passionate about it not being bullshit, okay? I've, I listen to lots of other podcasts that are great, but I also have come across many podcasts where people are, yeah, you need to price your jobs profitably. Yeah, you need to do this. You're like, well, okay, well, how the hell do I do that? So we're, we're, we're go going into the details, guys, okay? So here's an indicator if you should be listening in and continue listening on this podcast or not. If you're an owner of a contracting company and you want to make more profit on the jobs that you price, you might want to listen on this one. If you're a contractor owner and you've often wondered, like, why is it that the more sales I get, I'm not making more money. I don't really know where my profits are going. It just doesn't seem to make sense. You want to listen to this podcast, okay? 
And for those of you where pricing profitably and making more profits uh, as a contractor, if it's not of interest to you, then definitely tune this sucker out. Maybe you got better things to do with your time. Um, and that's that's where we're at. Okay, so let's get into the nuts and bolts of this right away. So, you know, whether or not the same thing as what I said before and on, on the previous one, what we're about to cover off today, it doesn't matter what, the same question as last time, does it matter what trade you're in, where you're located, team size, does it matter? It doesn't matter. None of those things matter. And even to the point of industry, this is all basic numbers. It's data-driven decisions and data doesn't lie. And we're no matter where you apply it, you can figure this out. Look, guys, it basically applies to any business owner. But again, we focus in on helping specifically contractors. We know contractors. I'm a contractor. You know, a lot of our coaches, you know, have a contracting background uh, or currently have a, a a contracting business as well. So look, let's, let's get to the nuts and bolts of this. Can you shed some, some light on the impact of pricing incorrectly, Anna, when it comes to, you know, a contractor and owner listening in right now and like what does it take to recover from it let's talk about that all right so when a contractor isn't pricing properly you're probably suffering personally because you can't pay yourself Mm -hmm. which means now that you're creating this stress and this chaos to your life because you're like going why am i not winning the battle here Mm -hmm. you got your numbers down and when they don't work out in the end it comes down to did you price it properly did you take those controls did you look at those expenses that aren't necessarily job related but you still have to pay which includes your salary which includes advertising dollars it's those labor burden expenses that are on top of it so we have to make sure we're taking a look recovery isn't easy because you're having to catch up and move forward so you're actually adding more stress to it and catching up can be harder because you have these additional costs that you're going to now incur. And let's be honest, when we quote, how many times are we successful on our quotes? So how many more jobs are you going to have to quote to recoup that income? Love it. So let's use an example. Okay. And I've used this example many times before. But we have to definitely use it again, and I'm going to use it again and again and again to to, to hopefully, you know, put a, a nail in the coffin so that you guys understand the impact of this. I don't care what time of the year that you're listening to this podcast, but I'm going to am- emphasize this time of the year. Why? Well, it's springtime, okay? And for contractors, if you're not a contractor, um, if you don't have a background in being a contractor, you don't really understand what that means. So... In the world of being a contractor, what that means, and you guys know this, it means that things are ramping up. It means that more and more people are, are asking for quotes. It means that if it hasn't already happened, you're starting to hit maximum capacity. Okay. You're 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 starting to get busy again if you're not already swamped. If you're even an average, even <laughs> that good of a contractor. You should be busy right now. If not in the next month, you should be like just packed. All right. And the reason for that, and where am I going with this? I'll tell you in a second. The reason for that is that there is a massive shortage of contractors out there. And there's a there's a there's way more demand than there is supply. And that's about to increase exponentially in the next 10 years. We're gonna have one of the greatest exits 
of small businesses. And one of the biggest, you know, areas where that's going to happen is the contracting space. One of the other spaces, you know, uh, just throwing out there is, is, is farmers. Okay. So like for farmers, uh, in the next 10 years, over 40% of farmers are going to be retiring. Uh, it's very similar for, for tradies as well because of the demographics, the age and, and what have you. Okay. So what, what, what the hell's that got to do with anything? What it has to do t- team is you are in a position. I can't stress this enough to make more profits than you've ever had. All right. But to do that, you got to know how to go about prices, you know, to price your jobs profitably. So let's use this example. All right. If we got a contractor and leveraging for similar numbers that we use on the last podcast is a million dollar contractor. All right. And he loses because he's not pricing his jobs profitably. He loses like $20,000 in the span of a year. Okay. On the million dollars in sales that he does, he's lost in this example, $20,000 because he's priced his jobs wrong. And let's put this into perspective, guys, so that you can really make this resonate with you. If he did 20 jobs in a whole year, which all of you contractors do more than 20 jobs in a year. So I'm just sandbagging this, okay? I'm, I'm using an extreme, so I'm, I'm, I'm making a point. If he quoted 20 jobs and lost $1,000 on on those 20 jobs because he priced it incorrectly, it easily adds up to $20,000 in a year. So I don't care if you're a half a million dollar contractor, you know, doing a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, doing 10 million, 20 million. The point is it only takes small little errors along the way. Correct, Anna? Yep. To add up thousand here, 500 there, 2000 here to all of a sudden you've lost over the span of a year, not even knowing it you know, 20 grand in this case. Okay. Now somebody listening in as a contractor may be like, okay, it's 20 grand. What's the big deal? I mean, this example, Andrew and and Anna, you know, the guy did a million dollars in sales. Freaking 20,000 is like, it's really not that big of a deal in comparison to the million dollars that came in. This is where you get it wrong. Correct, Anna? Oh, it's where everyone gets it wrong. Totally. So let's say this contractor, most contractors that come to us, they're lucky if they're even doing 10% net profit. But let's use the example that this million dollar contractor is doing 10% net profit. And at that $20,000 that he lost over that year, because he priced the jobs not profitably, what's the impact? Well, for the next year to make up that twenty thousand, they're going to need to have another two hundred thousand dollars in sales to make it up, and it's two hundred thousand because you still have to your cost of goods to consider. You still have your operating expenses that you have to consider in this equation to get back that twenty thousand. Guys, are you hearing this? So twenty thousand dollars lost over the span of a year on twenty jobs that were one right awarded and quoted that you ended up doing is equates to you having to go and land two hundred thousand dollars worth of sales in the coming months coming quarters coming year to pay for the twenty thousand dollars that you lost in pricing the jobs incorrectly think about that two hundred thousand dollars for twenty thousand dollars in lost profits because you quoted the jobs wrong 
Now let's put this, let's amplify this. Okay. So if, if you guys are thinking it's only 500 bucks here, it's only a thousand bucks here. It is not only a thousand. It's not only $500. It's not only 20,000. It's what do you have to do as far as sales to pay for that loss? Now, Anna, you know, we look at that $200,000 in sales. What are some of the things, additional expenses associated with the, the, the $200,000 in additional sales? Well, you're going to have equipment. You have to look at equipment. If your equipment's already utilized, do you have to rent more equipment? Do you have to hire more guys? Do How many quotes? How much time are we going to be spending to quote to win $200,000 worth of work? There's a lot of time that you're spending to get this stuff ready. And if you only win 50% of your jobs, does that mean you're quoting 40 jobs? Are you quoting 50 jobs to make up that 200,000, depending on the type of business you are? Mm -hmm. And you know one thing we didn't mention, Anna? Um, Anna, they go and land that $200,000 worth of work. They go and do the $200,000 worth of work. Okay which has to be profitable, correct? At, oh, the, at, at the 10%. Okay. How much money do they left? They break even. Everybody hear this? What does break even mean? They're not ahead. They're not behind. They're just even. Guys, get this. Okay. So that you're, you're even from a specific financial mathematical sense, but what people don't get is you're actually not breaking even. Back to what Anna said all the time that you've got to put in to quote how many jobs to land those you know those additional that, that that additional two hundred thousand dollars in sales you know the wear and tear correct me if i'm wrong anna like think about it equipment wears and tears in the in the realm of uh, being a contractor doesn't it it does and we and we also didn't even mention what type of clients are we catching now are we not are we looking at any client are we not looking at Class A, are we going to our Class B clients just to make up that revenue as well? Totally. So when you think about this, if you one of the questions that I hear all the time, Andrew, I just can't get ahead. I don't understand. Um, Andrew, uh, you know, we're quoted all this extra work. I actually did $1.2 million in sales this year versus the $1 million I did the previous year. And I'm no further ahead. I'm actually, I've got less money in the bank. This doesn't make sense. Guys, hopefully this is making sense now. You have got to, before, back to my original thing I was talking about regarding seasonality. If you don't fucking nip this now, all that hard work you're going to do, okay? All that pedal to the metal, all that you know, your peak sales in the next six months, you know, between now and even the end of the year, between now and September is gone for nothing, less than nothing. All right. You've got to be obsessed. Correct. I mean, seriously, yeah, like maybe I'm using the wrong word, but you literally need to be motivated, obsessed and driven to learn your financials as a contractor. For sure. And the biggest thing too is reviewing doing a back costing of those jobs to find out where you went wrong to make those corrections for your future pricing as well like we can't even stress the back costing side of it which is a whole nother conversation yeah exactly maybe that's another podcast we gotta do cool. maybe 
Okay, cool. <laughs> so, you know, we'll do that, team. Okay, we'll do we'll do a conversation on this back costing. So, what is some of the things that these contractors can do? Like, there's, you know, tens of thousands of contractors listening to this podcast. They've made those errors in pricing. You know, they're now smart enough to go back to part one of the po- of this podcast and identify and get clarity of making sure that they are pricing their jobs profitably. Okay. Um, how do they rectify this problem? Like what's, what's some of the things they can do? Some strategies to get back on track. Biggest one is can't fix the past, but let's move forward and make sure that costing is implemented right away. Because as we mentioned yesterday, once we've quoted something and it's agreed upon, you can't change the price. Mm -hmm. So you have to make sure moving forward, you're doing it right because we can't go back. We can go back by making sure where we went wrong, we make make those, we identify. Another big thing is looking at your numbers. Don't be afraid of your numbers. Let your numbers tell you those signs of where you're going off kilter it's not just something that we just do today and just go oh i price it we're good to go don't need to watch mm-hmm. and then to gain maybe proactively start increasing your prices to make sure we get some of that money recouped as well so we can increase our price increase that margin just to make back what we can i love it i love it so you know, if I was coaching you, Mr. Business Owner, I'm going to give you a, like a little bit of a, an action plan. Let, let, let's work on a bit of an action plan here, Anna. All right? Yeah. Contractors listening in this podcast, they're like, oh my God, this resonates with me. I got to look into this. I got to go listen to part one. Oh my God. Like, let's get into exactly where they can start. Okay. So the first place that I think they should start is they go back to the previous podcast, part one, they grab their profit and loss statement and they, they get what I call is clarity on the type of story. What do I mean? You want to know from that profit and loss statement, it's super simple guys, like super, super simple. This is what I do. Anna, I don't know if you and I have ever discussed this, but because I'm not, I'm not, a bookkeeper. I don't have the the expertise you do. I just look at things like I would almost back in the days of being a contractor. Um, is I take the profit and loss statement, and I ask myself, is this a good story, an okay story, or is it a bad story? Or it could be like a fucking like the burn the book story. Okay. Now, how do you do that? You grab your profit and loss statement. You print it off. Look right at the very bottom. A lot of people, okay, they're they're sort of inclined to start at the top, then go all the way to the bottom. Uh, in this case, I go right to the bottom. Why do I go to the bottom, Anna? Why would I do that? You want to see where you're sitting at. Are you in the red or are you in the black? That's it. Is this a good story in civil terms? You know, just the black and the white. Is this a good story or a bad story? Let's really even make it that simple, okay? Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to start asking myself some questions. If it's a good story, you don't just turn the page, throw that P&L in the garbage, you go, woohoo. You go, hmm, what's causing it to be a good story? Why? 
because you want to identify what's working so that you repeat success. Okay. If it's not a good story, it's a bad story. Now you got to ask yourself a very similar question. What's causing this to happen? All right. Now I'm not going to get too geeked out here, but I'm just going to break this down for you. Now, when we deal with our champion CEOs, there are certain moments in time where we have to use our gut and our spidey senses, even though this is contradictory to the last podcast, which we focus on data-driven decisions. But there's a certain moment in time, it could be a very short window in time, where we're going to have to make some gut decisions, okay? Sort of spotty sense decisions as a contractor. And Anna might be like, what, Andrew? This is the opposite of what we talked about in the previous one. Well, let, let me explain. If it's a bad story, it's going to be because of not just one thing, it's going to be because of several things. But we have to try and break this down into, and we did talk about this in the previous podcast, okay? We want to break it down by service. So if the overall profitability is not where we want it to be, it, that doesn't mean that certain services aren't profitable. It means that the total, you know, your profit and loss statement is, a, is, a, is basically a total of the, of the bottom line result you're getting from all these different products and services. So you want to look at what services are, are profitable, which ones aren't. Now, Anna, working with our chief and CEO clients, and, you know, from an educational perspective, guides people through how to do that. Right, Anna? Like, as a bookkeeper, what would be some of the things that they would have, a bookkeeper would have to determine to be able to segment, it, you know, in the profit and loss statement or someplace, which types of work is profitable? Well, what you're going to do is you're going to actually take that profit and loss and you're going to actually have a profit and loss for each product or service line. So you can analyze each one and see where you're got it right and where you're not, where you don't have it right. And where you're like, well, oh, I need to tweak here and there. Perfect. What would be some of the starting points that they would look at? By the way, everybody listening in, what Anna says might be a little bit different than what I'm, I'm saying. This is like, this is like the real deal, guys. Like we're, we, you know, we've prepped for this call, but it's also the No Bullshit Podcast. So we're actually having a real conversation here. Okay. So just giving everybody that kind of insight. So Anna, where would you start? For me, I, I would actually run a, a profit and loss by, and I would look at each line. I would look at the, where we are at the bottom. I would look at where our cost of goods are for each product line. This is. I would check where our operating or overhead is for each product line mm -hmm. and make sure that that allocation makes sense for each of them. Because some vehicles, so your service vehicle is only for your service type um, revenue brick coming in. So that's the type of expense. Are we actually creating a profit pricing model that's appropriate for each product line? Because you can't really do a blanket. You can't do a blanket, guys. Okay. So Anna is bang on from the Anna world. Now, what does that mean? Now we're going to bring the no bullshit world. Okay. Here we go, everybody. Anna wasn't prepared for this. I love this stuff because Anna's like, oh my God, Andrew, we didn't prep for this. This is, well, it's, it's the real deal. How many of the champion seals that come to us, Anna, have the different products and services broken out as separate PLs? None. Huh. Interesting. 
So your theory, and I'm challenging you on this, your theory makes sense. The problem with your theory is none of them have it broken out this way. So now back to giving some guidance on this, okay? So you need to have a starting point, correct, Anna? You can't, like, you can't just go and, and like, if you're working with one of our Champion SEO clients, we can't just go, okay, guys, magic wand, um, all the information's there. Oh, it's all broken down for a different service. All the expenses. Yeah, that should be super easy. There's got to be a starting point, okay? And the starting point is you've got to pick one of the services to start with. Is that true? Yes. Ah, so now back to what Andrew said earlier. Using your spidey sense in your gut. So if a champion seal client is working with Anna, one of the things that has to be done is we have to use our gut and our instincts at this stage. Why? Because we don't have the data broken down yet to make the data-driven decision. So the decision that we have to make at this stage, this is what I want you to really, really think about, is what does your spidey sense tell you? Is the type of service, which service, do you feel from a pricing perspective, right, from a quoting perspective, that you have the least amount of confidence in, that you almost feel, for some of you, that I don't think that one's making money. Yeah, that one, we get a lot of, co- and so what are some of the indicators, okay? If, let's just be clear where we're going with this. You've got to pick one of the services to start breaking it down in order to know if that service is profitable. Then you'd go to the next one, then you'd go to the next one. Correct, Anna? Yep. Okay. Otherwise, it's going to take us six, nine months if we try to get it all done at once. Correct? Yeah. Small bets always works. Say that again? Small bits always work, taking it and dissecting it right. one by I, one. I love it. Okay. So so the way to go about picking this, there's a couple of different approaches. Anna, you you know, give me a, a you know, slap in the in the back of the head if I'm off. Okay. You wanna go with which one, first of all, you think has the greatest leaks in it. The one that you think is losing the most amount of profit. Do not pick the one that you're most confident in that's profitable. The reason being is, what are we trying to do here? We're trying to plug the leaks in the bucket of profit. Okay, in this case, in a pricing perspective. Okay. Um, and even beyond that, even like this was going to involve, which is going to be a, another podcast about back costing, like actually doing the work and what have you. But guys, you got to pick one. Pick the one that you think has the biggest holes in it. Because when you can identify how big the holes are in it, when you're able to fix that, it's going to have the greatest impact on your business and on your profitability. Okay. That, is that, would you agree, Anna, or disagree? I agree with it. And if you're not too sure, maybe the one with the smallest profit margin to take a look at that one, the one that has the smaller profit margin to find out there might be more holes or there might be a little bit more wiggle room to actually increase that profit margin. Love it. Love it. Okay. Now, there's no perfect, like you, you have to assess this yourself, everybody. I'm going to throw another piece to the equation, okay? In the decision-making factor. If in an ideal world, it's not always ideal, but let's look at the ideal world, okay? Some of the you, it's going to apply. Some of you, it's not. You go and you pick the one. Ideally, you pick the one that you're like, I'm pretty confident we're not making that much money on. 
like Anna said, we, we don't put that much margin on it. Um, what would be ideal on top of that is that 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 one is actually the simplest one. I mean, it means the least complex, okay, as far as gathering the data of expenses and things of that nature. A lot of cases, okay, the easiest one is the service side of the business. There might be one or two employees, might be one truck. You know, it's it. They're jobs that get done in a day or a week. Okay, they're not these big six, nine, twelve month projects. It's going to take you like, no offense, it's going to take you extra time to try and break that down because of the complexity where you got 20, 30, 40 guys on it and all that kind of stuff. Start off with something, okay, that is going to have uh, apply this uh, acronym. Everybody, write this down. I C E. Yes, the word is ice. Which one do you think is going to have that if you pick is going to have the biggest impact that you have the greatest confidence, okay, in your spidey sense going, I'm pretty confident that that one's not making money. That's the easiest to gather the data and work out this P&L for. Would that make sense, Anna? Yeah, very much. Right. So now they, now they go, they figure this out. So now you all know where to start regarding breaking this down. They find out, holy shit, we're losing a ton of money on this thing, on this service. Now what Now what do they do, Anna? Once they find out, find out the holes, or find out the areas that they can make changes and differences in. Mm-hmm. Um, even sometimes it may be put a pause on this one if there's not a lot of margin or air ability to clean it up and focus on your bigger revenue generator. Work on getting more of those better profit margin jobs over these service jobs that have little margin. Maybe these are your fillers right? when you work quiet. Love it. Now, now they go and gather that, that information and they go and grab that information. And how could they apply part one to this? They now have this little mini profit and loss statement. What are they going to be able to do? Anna? To find out where their break even is. Everybody listen to that. Now you're going to be able to use the previous podcast, figure out what the break-even is, figure out what the profit break-even is, and then you're going to be able to look at, holy shit, I'm quoting it at you know, 20%, just the break-even, I need to be at 30%. To make any money, I need to be at 40%. Then you're going to ask yourself a really smart question. And what's that question going to be? Something along the lines of, huh, if I charge this at the level that makes me profit, is this something that's sellable? In other words, is there a market for this? Okay. Now, more times than not, you might think there's not a market for it. How are you going to know? You can test it. Right, Anna? Yep. You can test it. Guys, there's so many times psychologically that we as contractors think that we can't charge more. And how many of our clients, Anna, have raised their, their prices and life's great? Very many of them. And a lot of them sit there with the apprehension and go, I can't do this. And then when they do it, they win some, they will lose some. It's, it's not a foolproof print, but they win a lot more than what they lose. Guys, you get this? Okay. So now where do you go from here? Like guys, we're giving you the freaking whole map here. Okay. Outside of, you know, yes, you don't have all the tools and the systems at your fingertips. That's what our champion CEOs get. You don't have this expert being Anna guiding you through, but you've got the basic principles and an action plan 
laid out as to where to start. And then once that happens and you do that process, you do it for the next service, applying the exact same principles with the ice, which one, what's the next one that is going to have the biggest impact that you got the most confidence in and changing. That's the easiest to apply and you do it until you get through all of them. And I guarantee you, okay, well, you tell me, Anna, what's the guarantee here? Like what is for sure going to happen if they apply what we've covered off today and even on the previous podcast? What's going to happen? They're going to start making money. They're going to start paying themselves. I think that's the biggest thing because I think a lot of our see, a lot of our contractors don't pay themselves. They'll actually start being able to pay themselves and not feel the stress of dealing with living and surviving. So currently, a lot of contractors don't win every quote. It's still going to happen with You're not supposed to. It's you're true. Not, and you're not supposed to, okay? So, so raising your prices, you're winning the jobs that you're going to make money and be able to pay yourselves. And that's the biggest thing. I love it. I love it. So like, let's start wrapping this baby up. Yeah. All right. And I got a little bit of a gold nugget of insight that I want to share you guys. Okay. I got a question that I'm going to ask you. Now, keep in mind, you want to get your hands on the pricing for profits calculator, click on the link, get it, use it, apply, go back to the part one that we did download your profit and loss statement. Guys, I don't give a shit if it takes you, like seriously, take some time on the weekend. I don't care if you got to get up at four in the morning, within a couple of hours max, even an hour, but a couple hours max, you're going to get insights that you've never had on your contracting business ever before. Okay. That's not the golden nugget I'm going to give you, but I'm going to go to Anna. What would be the last, what would be one or two things that you want to say to an owner of a contracting business listening in? we have to put some time into this. You do have to put some time into it, but the benefit you're going to get out of it by pricing profitably, it's a game changer. It's totally a game changer. And by not doing it, you're just going to continue that circle of why am I doing this? Why am I not making money? So the investment of time to do this is so small compared to the profits that you will be making. I love it. Like, seriously, just love this. So here's my little insight wrapping this baby up. You've often heard me say, you can make a hell of a lot more profits, guys, in a lot of cases, doing less and making more. Okay? We talked about this in the previous part one. Talked about this before. But I'm going to put it in simple terms with this example. If you had to pick, and maybe you got more revenue than, than what I'm about to mention, maybe you have less, but I just want you to get the principle. If you had the choice, like just picture, we got this multiple choice question. You're making this decision. What you're about to select is going to impact your business for the life of the business. And what you're going to pick is going to impact you significantly on the personal front. Okay. I'm going to explain that in just a second, but this is the, this is the question. And here's the three multiple choices. Question goes like this. If you had to pick from these three, which one would you pick? A $3 million contracting business, a 10% net profit, a $2 million contracting business, that's B, $2 million contracting business at 15% net profit, or C, 
a $1 million contracting business at 30% net profit. What's the funny thing about all three of those? What's the common denominator, Anna, with all three of them? You're making the same amount of money. Son of a bitch. You're like, what? Yeah. You're making the same amount of money. Guys, the con, hopefully you thought about picking C. The contractor that picks C has to do like three times less the amount of work, three times less the amount of quotes. He's going to actually work with better clients that understand his value. He's going to, you know, make that, you know, $300,000 with way less effort, way less team members, way less trucks, way less equipment, way less managing jobs. Okay. Like literally three X less. And you're like, really? Yes, guys. So when you're looking at your business, okay, here's where I want you to get an eraser, okay, and delete this principle. It's not as a contractor. This fucking drives me crazy, okay? When I ask contractors and they come in, they all know their sales. How many of them, Anna, know what their profitability is? None. You're right. Guys, your profitability is the priority, okay? Sales is something that you need, but your profitability is the priority, okay? It's about being profitable. It's not about how much sales you have, okay? That's what I want you to get out of that example. Less it can be more. So this is another no bullshit podcast for contractors. Seriously, seriously think about what I just said and what Anna said and what we covered off in this podcast, the previous one. Use it. Anna, should they like get their bookkeeper to watch this? For sure. And make sure the bookkeepers understand your business. Mm -hmm. um, Anna, if the bookkeeper, just really quick, if the bookkeeper doesn't know these things, what would that tell you as far as rating them as a bookkeeper? For your business, they're going to be a low-rated bookkeeper because they need to understand how you operate. They need to be able to pull things to your attention. So if they don't understand how a contracting business runs, how are they going to be able to troubleshoot things or make you aware by going, hey, client, you need to be aware this is going down. Love it. All right, guys. Thank you, Anna. You rocked the house um, and you stimulated a conversation of future podcasts. We'll talk about back costing uh, you know, soon. We'll talk about other aspects of financials soon. Maybe at some point we shall talk about reading a balance sheet. I know we talk about the profit and loss all the time, but we don't talk about the balance sheet. I think we should like leverage like, let's have a call about the profit and loss, the difference between that and a balance sheet and some of the basic things of leveraging the balance sheet. And then, you know, let's just keep bringing amazing value to these amazing contractors. And that's it. Thanks again, Anna. Great. Can't wait for next time. Give us you on the flip. All right. See you later, champions. Hey, rock stars! Thank you for watching the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. If you enjoyed this episode, hit the subscribe button. And if you're serious about growing and need help, click on the link below. Myself and my team would love to help and give you the necessary tools so you can take your contracting business to the next level. And remember, dominate, delegate, and deliver.